For the past episodes of Thoughts in the Showers, always has been about self improvement, and I and I ironically th- was talking about it because I I never thought that it would be all about self improvement when I thought it's gonna be about me and about a bunch of stupid things. But I guess it's a great improvement in some sense. Whenever I think about self improvement. And yes, I don't listen to my own podcast. Whenever I see my topics or just kind of self improvement videos, all I think is about why, why is it? No, it's actually like, like you know, like a few minutes ago, I'm I'm thinking about it. Why, why would I think of self improving? What is self improving for? On paper, learning actually seems pointless. Getting better or something seems pointless. Because at last you would just die and nothing really matters. When you die, all your skills are gone. You, you take nothing with you. You just die. You're just you're just taking something from here and you just, you just leave it here. Like you just go to the bank and the bank's freely open and there's no locks and the and the cash is all over the place. You took it, but then you you place it on the streets. It just doesn't make sense. So what is what is it really for? What are our expectations for it? To escape? to end our flaws, to make ourselves feel better, or just cure boredoms. Boredoms is the best excuse. But for some of my expectations, I just expect to, to for it to like make me feel like a better person or like make me a new person that would do 10 times better in something, like, work, like such as working on a problem. If I want to make a new podcast if i want to make a new video i hope that i'll be better but what's my initial logic for it is if i can make myself better i will be able to make what i do better but is it really true and that's our problem would it actually matter to you because like improving yourself is just taking your time just wasting your time on learning a metaphor or some kind of ideology or some kind of philosophy to make yourself make yourself feel better or think like if you're better in any ways but in reality it doesn't really translate because when you watch a video it doesn't mean you become a better person just by watching what the person said or like what the what the person did or what are the morning routines that Jeff Bezos did what are the work ethic that Elon Musk did none of them really translates to everyone I don't even think that's one person who can translate to Elon Musk's seven hours sleep thing, sleep schedule. I think it's six or seven hours. It's really tight, but that guy insane, bro. But here's some of my answers to what does self-improvement really means or if it has, if it's have any impact. I see it as like an instinct or that's what Jordan Peterson said. It's some kind of instinct that we can't live without that we have to keep learning. And most of us would probably think, meh, it doesn't really, I don't really think of that. You're just making a bunch of shit up. I don't think of improving myself and I wanna become a shitty person. I never think of being a better person. I just wanna be a shitty person, live, sleep on my bed, in a couch and watch Netflix. Or really, do you really mean it? Or are you in a situation where you're going to school every day and all you have to do is wake up 7 a.m. early morning, go to school, catch the bus 
and get bored of shit. Is that really, is it that, is that your situation? Don't you wish to like get out of it because you basically you hate it, but you might not have realized it yet. Sometimes self-improvement makes you realize and be more self-aware about yourself. And that's what, that's one of the main ideas of self-improvement. It's just bringing the awareness a bit higher compared to before you did something, you know. When you try to make changes, when you want, when you try to leave some kind of impact, change the world in any sense, make your peop, make people around you better as a person, socialize better, or anything that's involved in improving yourself, it's all about making changes. And you might think, why would I bother making changes when I just die at like ninety or something, and none of my like none of my things really matter? Well. The thing is, when you do something good, when you leave something, when you change something, all it really does is just give you like a good feeling. And if you haven't tried it out, try it. Give it a try. If you think being a counselor is somewhat a fun thing, it might be some kind of some kind of interest that you have about being a counselor that makes you feel good. Doesn't really make sense, but what you, what I'm saying is that you're making changes to someone and you're changing yourself as well. Changing yourself and someone else is a good feeling, regardless if you got scammed, regardless if you have bamboozled. At the end, it's just a good feeling. And talking about being curious, um, I recently watched a video about Elon Musk and what he really thinks. This video is from Andrew, shit, Andrew Kirby. Andrew Cripley, A Andrew, I'm so sorry, but search him on YouTube, Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W, K-R, K-R, I didn't write this well. I think it's K-R-I-L-B-Y, specifically from one of his video called, um, what does Elon Musk think? How does he think? What's the mind of Elon Musk? And he borrowed something about being curious he talks about what's what why is being curious the best having this curiosity pushing it and evolving a curiosity is any good because on paper again curiosity is just like putting yourself at risk if you it, there's even like a idiom that talks about a cat being curious curiosity kills a cat that's the idiom curiosity is like basically a bad thing i guess into the, into the society is quite the bad thing but what are, what are the expectations for being curious? Curious. Well, some, if, if you met anyone that encouraged anyone to be curious, you might find some of these things. They might say, you, know, you will feel more fulfilled. You will feel more, you feel like you create more things that are new that really mean something to you. And it could be scary, but you can innovate something and this is quite cool, right? I feel like a lot of people nowadays are pushing this movement of like being curious being different and yeah i kind of like agree to that but here's my answers to what's the what's the even the importance of being any curious curious kills the cat curiosity kills the cat first of all being curious is risky like the idiom says curiosity kills the cat if you get too curious you will go to somewhere where you don't want to be and it's not a good thing right but let's bring an example. Let's say a computer. If you 
if you use nowadays computer and you wanted to finish a maze that you created, you wanted to finish a maze. When it go to like a specific point, I think it's almost impossible to make it go to like the right points because all you will do is just go to the same point because you, you will just tell him to like move forward, move forward or like right, left, right, left. But you, you want, you want the computer to figure it out and it's barely possible to like program it unless it's artificial intelligence where somehow in some scientist brain, you can program the computer to think, to like realize where's the dead end and where is the, where's the exit of the maze. And this is actually from the video. It's the same example, but I have a different take on this one. If it's like a linear person, uh, most of people, most of the people nowadays are quite linear, not gonna lie. If you really realize that, if you even like try to listen to podcasts like this, you might want to like have like some of changes, but you're still a kind of linear person in an, in some sense. And it doesn't mean that I'm not linear. I'm quite linear as well. I live just by the day and sleep, nothing much. But if you have a linear person, he's basically a computer without AI. But if you can be an AI, you browse through, the, you browse through your curiosity, you follow it, you bang through some failures here and there, and then you find an exit. It doesn't guarantee it, but if you really fulfill your curiosity, it's fun, it's fun, it's all happiness. And also, being curious is only a message to create creative people. If you are a person who's really concerned about whatever you do, that's quite a weird accent, but if you're a, a person who just can't bear with the mind that you have to lie through the shit to tell your boss that you didn't stole his money or whatever. If you are really concerned, if you're really concerned about your security, it's a good thing, actually. It's a good thing. It's just a type of personality. You would not probably think of being curious, right? Would you be curious and go to your boss office and pull all these drawers and realize there's like five packs of condoms inside there? Would you be that curious, huh? And then what would you do with the condoms? Try to use it or something? Basically, it's only like a thing for creative people. And if you're a creative people, you, if, if you are a creative person, you will not think of, you might think of if you're a creative person. I feel like if, if someone is creative, I don't think I'm a creative person. I don't, but also I think I'm a creative person because I have nothing else. I'm not concerned about my security. I would just fuck around and see what works out. Like my hair, my hair is kind of bald now. I, I I try to cut my hair and bald now. I'm bald and I got like, like my friends literally like fuck me up or some shit. It's just a bad thing. And it's high school. So yeah, with your bald hair. And it's like, it's not, it's not like completely bald. I have a lot of friends that like cut completely bald, but mine is like bald on the top. And then there's like some pieces of like hair flying out. It's like uneven, but fuck it, man. I don't really care. I don't really care. Bitch, you think I care? Do it different, be a maverick, bitch. Do it different, overcome barriers, be yourself. But okay, let's get back into everything. It's, it's just for creative person. If you're creative, you might not realize that because you're, you're always self-aware in a sense. You're always trying new things out. You might, you will, you're always resetting yourself instead of updating it. And Elon Musk have this ideology or like 
his own way of his own philosophy, which is to treat his brain as if it's like a system or like a computer. You always have to update the software and upgrade the software. And it makes sense because Elon Musk is a robot. He had to update his brain a little bit, upgrading it with great input, this great output. That's a really good line, actually. I got it from, yeah, Andrew Creepy. Really great line. But if you can if you can update your brain every day, which you probably do, you always do. You always do, for anyone, you always do upgrade your brain. Being creative is not practical, you know. Uh, in fact, the creative, the most creative person is always the most, it's not the most creative, just creative person in general. It's probably the ones who are more likely to be not practical at what they do. If you tell them to draw, and they are incompetent. They're not practical. They're completely not competent in what they're doing, in what they do. But they are creative. They will do something stupid, and it won't make sense. But it's something that is not within within like the map of how to draw or dock. They're just trying to think. They're they're just trying things out to see how it looks like. How it looks like. What if what if I do this? But the outcome is not always practical. That's why you have to you have to practice your art, your creativity. To you really just trying to refine it so that you you so at least you have some sense of value in society because like in society I don't think that creative people really have that much of value besides giving an idea creating something solving a problem and if you're a creator if you're a filmmaker you just made the video I don't think a creative person can really do like two things or three things. You probably can do like multiple things, I guess. But if you upload a video, it doesn't mean that you're going to get as much views despite of how good your content or your film or your angles or your editing is. Regardless, despite of despite all of that, you might not have views at all because you need to be creative at marketing as well. And it doesn't mean that everyone is competent or capable of doing that. I can't, it's difficult. So I just gave, I just, that's why I just give up on like trying to get something. But the good thing is YouTube or some kind of streaming service like Spotify, normally they have some kind of distribution. So in, in itself, some kind of distribution, some kind of algorithm, you would just rely on that if you're just unable to mark get yourself unless you're good unless you're interested in it which brings which brings me to the next to the next point what's what's it really mean to be creative can i be one what are the expectations honestly most of the people nowadays want to be creative because social media is a thing now if you're not creative you don't get likes sad sad what I think is most people will just think it's cool. It's just cool. I just write here, it's just cool. It's just to make new things. It's cool. Nothing much. It's just cool. It's trendy. It's cool. But what it really means is being a creative person, in my opinion, is, is pathetic. It's being a pathetic person. You have to be vulnerable. You have to just bring everything out to put something on the table. To put it on a paper, to put it on a video, to put it on, to put it on the audio, to put it on a song, to put it on the lyrics. It's just being vulnerable in a sense, not actually that pathetic. It's just being vulnerable in a sense. I know it's cliche to be like vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable in front of camera so that you show your tits and it looks bigger as fuck. So that you get more likes, more jeezing, more guys jeezing, jeezing you on Instagram. Mm, not that kind of vulnerable. 
vulnerable in terms of like you being able to like share your story because if if you're vulnerable enough you will really allow yourself to it's what i mean is like you have to be vulnerable you have to be allowing your vulnerability such as you being scared that the internet might find out or your friends might find out that you actually like cats instead of dogs and that's kind of pathetic you know you like cats cats is worse than dogs no judge no debate dogs is like way better but if you can like speak out on something that you'll keep yourself but you know that it will mean something try to put it out there if you see like especially nowadays there's like a lot of role models on instagram and shit it's called influencers they really bring out this persona that you can be anything and that's a good thing you know you can be anything you just have to show it at a certain extent honestly uh logically at a certain extent you just you don't straight up show your titties on instagram because instagram would not like that but moving on let's talk about how to create new things how to be a creative person how to be a creative person how to create new things if you if you are a creative person you are expected to create new things is it, or is it just like hammering your brain to create new things? Most of the most of the people nowadays just hammering the brain, nothing much. You see like a giant hammer under their drawer or under their work desk. You see it. You just have to like, you know, observe a little bit more. And yeah, if you want to create new things, observe around. Observe around if anyone brings a hammer with them, or anyone brings a or anyone brings like their partner or some kind of doll whatever to like work together or just like some kind of inspiration it's just it's just is this some kind of picture of james charles is it a picture of the lgbt flag uh, but honestly if you saw like your workmate or your colleagues bringing an lgbt flag like under his desk uh, you know that he's gay and uh you you have to like, advise him to like come out if it's not coming out yet oh, oh whatever 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 just, just keep that to yourself honestly you know you know just keep that on yourself but back to like the whole thing what is it really like how to like create new things from my opinion it's to like know your ingredients better than your recipes Ooh, nice line right this juicy line what i mean by that if it's you have to see when we grow up all we do is mimic other people right we mimic our parents we, we mimic our family on how to like move how to walk how to pour the water on the cup how to write on a pencil basic stuff we learn from them we learn from them when we say we learn from them really means just we copy it from them but in some kind of different take you know in our own take on how to walk we might walk in like a, some people might walk like a crab because they mimic some crab and more bit or they you know grow up with crabs you can make it make sense or some people walk like rabbits because they grow up with rabbits and their best friends are rabbits it's all about how you mimic you know how your child is like that's why your childhood that's why your babyhood is really important important especially like you know that young you really just like consume everything unconsciously and the power of the unconscious mind is so powerful that i kind of you know i kind of think of reading a book about it I saw like a book about the power of the unconscious mind, but I feel like if I buy that book, I'll just like read more a lot about psychology and stuff. And then I'm not really into the psychology. I just want to be 
a more general self-improvement thing but also not like self-improvement all the way like the book the subtle the art subtle of the subtle of not giving a fuck yeah the book from i don't know the author's name i'm so sorry yeah such as those kind of books are just like really full-on self-improvement but i just want like a mix that's why i'm like looking at jordan peterson's 12 rules to for life the antidote to chaos too bad um the store run out of stocks and i think amazon i'm not gonna buy from amazon Amazon's too expensive i'm not from the us back to our shit, right we mimic other people when we are younger unconsciously what did, what does it mean actually to mimic you know is it like copy i said i i said okay but in unconsciously it means that you somehow watch people do it without thinking of it and you do it yourself and you can't really think of doing it you know you don't think of it if you think of it it's not it's unconscious it becomes unconscious but you just watch honestly next time you want to learn something just watch them or someone do it such as playing like a guitar just watch them without thinking of like learning from them without thinking of like i'm watching him right now to think of how he strokes his his penis and how big it gets and how many bits per seconds he's stroking no just like watch i low-key hate this sexual joke because i use it so much and like my friends hate me now because i use so much of it it's overrated yeah oh my god I keep getting sidetracked bitches when you mimic someone you learn you learn okay that's it you learn from mimicking someone but if you can be the person who create it's basically you no i'm gonna bring a new ideology i heard it from andrew again he said he said this in his video which is the cook makes good food with his recipes the chef makes good food by tearing the recipe apart because he knows his ingredients so well that's a really fire ideology think about it i'm, I'm gonna give like five seconds to think about it the chef tears down the ingredients to make his own recipe the cook follows the recipe and make an amazing cook an amazing dish see my point here is not to fire the cooks the cooks actually plays the biggest role in the entire thing and in fact i think the creative person is the chef is more of like a support role because mostly the cook will do everything the cook will serve the people and like fill up their stomach and their starvation to end their starving to end their suffering and also make good food but if you have a chef that's not competent or like in, in, incompetent in a sense okay if you have a chef that can't really cook but he tries to do something it will taste weird so be a chef if you know how to be a chef but my point my, my main point is really is what's my question again my question my question is how to create new things yeah how to create new things right if you want to create a new thing you have to know your ingredients well such as playing the piano you have to know the notes well to know the the chords like the scripts the ter the theory the class uh, those kind of stuff about music the piano you know the notes you know the stuff you know the pace how fast it can be what the notes what the notes does and then you make and then you follow like a like a template like like going on youtube how to play takashi merch by morza or takashi merch i forgot the author's name 
Takashi merch. How do you play that? On YouTube, they will just show you like note by notes. It's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You follow it. You follow it. And then there's like a one point. And I'm going to simply like give like a no random number. Okay. There's no like logic to this. Okay. I think if you spend at least, I'm going to put this quite low actually, 500 hours on just mimicking other people's. I think that's good enough to like start creating your own stuff. At a point, at, five, at, like, at like 500 hours, I think that you should still mimic other people because analogy, following people's analogy, and it's like, it's like having inspiration, you know? That's what inspiration really means. It's just to copy other people and then create, and then, make, and then making, it, making it into your own take. Mix and match. I know that's like cliche and, and, and quite nothing new thing, but if you really think about what I say, think twice about it. But at last, just know that your stuff have to make sense to yourself. And that's it. It just has to make sense to yourself. Being, as I said, being a, a creative is mostly being selfish and pathetic. Nothing much to it. And being like pain in the ass. Nothing much about it. Moving on, let's talk about how to stand out in the competitive creative world. Especially in TikTok now. There's so many creative comedians, co comedians, they're really good. And yeah, I just, I just deleted TikTok, nothing much. But how do you stand out? What are the expectations for standing out? To stand out, do you, do you have to, do you have to work harder? Do you have to do it different? Like the maverickloganpaul.com slash shop? Do you have to do it someone, some weird stuff to create something? new and this is a competitive none of that is practical none of that expectations or thinking is practical at all working hard doesn't mean that you can win in the competitive field working hard doesn't mean you can make some more kids laugh on tiktok you can work hard you, yeah you can work hard on tiktok but what you're working hard on what, what are you working hard on is just mostly on uploading on the marketing, when you're writing, you you when you're writing, you're you're more on like being creative. You're more on being creative. You can't work hard on that. You can work hard on like scheduling your post, how many videos you want, what are the strategies behind your marketing shit. But unless you want to be like copying people, that's fine. You can you can take more weights out of out of your shoulders if you just mimic other people. Doing it different, it it's not practical because at, at the last. In terms of being a creative person, you're not trying, you're not trying to be good at something. You're just trying to create something new and then let, let someone else do it for you and improvise it for you. Creative person is, can also be the one who like solve the problems, make something new, innovate something new, such as Elon Musk. I, I look at him as like a creative and also a hybrid between like a problem solver. Basically like being creative person is just like creative, creating a solution to everything right but he's also quite practical with what he does like sending people to mars not mars sending people to the moon to the to the international space station sending probes i don't think he sent probes right he sent a car to space yeah he sent a ro what's it what's it called rover the roaster yep but he's really practical in what he does because he spends a lot of time on it a lot, lot of time. And my advice to for you to like, if you're if you're competing against like a competitive field, 
you're more um uh, if you are working for like a company that requires creativity i don't know how it works but i would recommend you to stick with something you're more used to actually or at least that's how i see for that's how i see the most company works when they say they are creative what i see is like mm, yeah pretty practical but nothing new nothing new nothing new but he's still good still good enough that kind of stuff that kind of impression i guess for example the iphone x the iphone 11 design does it look anything new it looks like iphone x the iphone x comparing to iphone 6 is much different but if you iphone x to 11 or it's nothing new and probably the back has a new fidget spinner which is kind of cool but i thought that you can fidget spin with your phone originally by just adding like a pop socket or something but i guess i guess apple thinks making a fidget spinner behind it makes it not more practical again compete yourself is more important i know it's cliche another cliche word cliche cliche word but think again what i mean by competing against yourself because like logically i don't think you can like compete creativity with anybody else when people say i'm competing against someone in art class what i'm like thinking as like being creative in your art class is just being practical or like competent on your drawing skills drawing has to, whatever topic whatever genre you're in whatever thing you're in i feel like there's always like a map for you to like follow through such as mathematics you have numbers or music you have notes these are like the baselines like you need these baselines to like build your stuff right and being competent is just basically being good at, at like the baselines and also nowadays like everything is like so new to everything there's like almost like no baseline and i think if someone can create like a baseline for creating youtube videos which is kind of like in a smoke in, in it's not visible to us i don't understand how this most youtubers manage their stuff but if there's like a baseline on like how to create good uh, there's probably like a good baseline actually but probably for tiktoks not that you see it's still a new thing that's why there's like no baseline on like how like the notes of tiktok like the amount of text that kind of thing so logically you can't compare your creativity with someone someone else or probably you can compare it in, in the sense of you being not creative because you're tired or or someone doesn't resonate to your creativity or your or your creativity doesn't solve any problems your creative solution doesn't solve any problems in every ways i think it'll still solve a problem but you might just have to like pull it at the right time moving on let's talk about how do i deal with ideology or information such as this podcast nowadays we lo we look at youtube there's a lot of, there's a lot of self-improvement videos and it's mostly most of them are just ideologies from their own experiences or their experiences on reading a book their knowledge of reading a book not really like a clinical psychologist like jordan peterson jordan peterson jordan peterson is more 
towards psychologist stuff, stuff type, type of stuff, which is, which means that it's more scientifically proven, you know. But sometimes on YouTube, um, on YouTube, when he has like a podcast, when he's talking to like Joe Rogan or something, he can like, he can put some of his own ideology inside there. But most of his arguments are quite, make sense. Yeah. How do you deal with them? Do you just put the ones, just pick the best ones that you think that like the best advice you can get from this podcast? Or do you think about it? Or do you give, or it gives you an idea? How do you deal with it? My solution to it is just to, my idea is just to, you know, get the information here, get it, consume it, consume it right, just consume it right, think about it again, and then boil it down, just cut whatever I said to like pieces, and then create your own analogy and make your own analogy. What I mean by analogy is you create, you, you get this, this, what I'm saying now is all the ingredients and my own analogy involved. And it becomes like a template. When you look at the podcast as a whole, it's like a template to, to my argument on creative people. What you can do is like tear down all of my ideas down, my keywords, then you create your own template. That's the best way. At the same time, you can memorize that. Memorizing is important, you know. We get a lot of information, but we think that we know a lot. Of, we know straight up, we know a lot just by watching one video, one time. When we doesn't really, when it doesn't really mean anything to us. Especially, like, especially when there's so much good information out there nowadays. And if you just miss it out like this, it's gonna be a waste of time. I think this is called like a subconscious or a Google effect of like thinking yourself as if you know something, but in reality you don't. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's the reason why we can't remember stuff straight up. But let's hope that Elon Musk Neuralink can provide us that. Provide us by copying files from our computer, copying games, copying Minecraft, put it on our brain and play it on our brain. That would be fun. That would be extremely fun. Just imagine going on a micro server and I want to sound like a kid. I don't play Minecraft at all. I play like TFT, Team Fortress 2, Dota. Oh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a kid. I'm, I'm listing down all the games I play. But back to seriousness. Back to seriousness. Memorizing is important. Oh, do I sound like a, what do I sound like a teacher? I just want to make like a point that makes it that makes the makes you guys think as if it's important because it is important but why is it important because when the teachers say memorize your spellings why is it important well memorizing your spellings can help you communicate right but i can't really think of anything valuable wait wait i think i can when you memorize it what I what I okay what I think of memorizing is just like to mimic or to like practice what you have learned. That's it. It's not memorizing. Memorizing is like the second. It's like the third process of trying to know something. When you learn something, okay, for the first the first step, you learn something. 
Second step, you practice it. Third step, you memorize it. Memorizing is memorizing means that you remember something, not as if you have to force yourself to memorize it. I think that's a decent ideology or argument, I guess. But one of the ways, like one of the second steps you can take on before like memorizing it or practicing it, you can probably try to write it down. And this is the advice from Bill Gates. So it's valuable. Just try it. I, I never tried it, but it doesn't work for me. Second one, second way is to, it's very cliche. Everyone has thought this before is to tell it, pass it on someone, tell someone else about it. Because when you tell someone, you can learn something once, but if you tell it, wait, 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 what's the line? What's the line? Teaching someone is learning something twice. Yes, that's lit. Teaching someone is learning the same topic twice. You're practicing it, sharing to someone. And a lot of the times that we try to memorize something we don't care about. Okay, okay. There's a lot of information out there that we don't really care about but we just somehow just, we just think it's interesting in any sense. We just think it's stimulating, such as Charlie D'Amelio breaking off Chase Hudson. Does it, does it have to do anything with you? It's entertaining probably because it's drama, but it, it doesn't really make sense, make sense to your subconscious brain. So, so if you have something valuable, if you have something that means something, you will just spit out. You don't have, even have to memorize it. You will just, if it if it makes sense to you, if it if it matters to you, you you learn about it. If it don't if it doesn't, is if if it's not relevant to you, it doesn't matter. That's it. That's it. That's the whole ideology. If you don't like it, if you think it's not relevant, what I mean is if it's not relevant to you, it's like when you when you consume something and it's not relevant and you label it as it's not relevant. That's when you consider it is. That's when you only consider it as it's not relevant. It's not when you look at the cover of the book and you say you don't care about it. It's not relevant to you, but you have to consume something from it. And then you will judge if it's relevant or not. That's why a lot, that's why a lot of people sleep in class because it doesn't, because a lot of the topics doesn't really, it doesn't even, it's not even relevant to us. It doesn't matter if some past historians did something shitty or something good. What do you want us to do about it? You want us to appreciate what it do? Okay, we appreciate that Abraham Lincoln, did Abraham Lincoln bring independency? 4th of July? Um, I, I don't know American history that well. American civics. But if as long as something is relevant to us, we will have full stimulating power and we will go on the flow mode, on a go-go. I think that's it for this podcast. This is so cringe. This podcast is so bad. 40 minutes. Okay. Let's, let's, let's leave like two minutes talking about me. Okay. So recently on school. Yeah, school. Let's talk about school, man. School. Me at school. Got a new teacher. I don't know. She's sweet. She's sweet as fuck. I, I don't, I just don't get some, why some of the teachers have to like scream and shit to like teach. I guess like some of the teachers go to like teaching courses or like they're teaching college when they when they're, when they're trying to get their teaching license, I guess. And their teachers told them to like scream to like show dominance, I guess. I guess that's how it works. It's a show dominance. It's a show 
talking about dominance to the kids but i don't know man it's high school it's high school already it's kind of dominance is kind of childish in a sense because if you have something to present i will appreciate what we what you're saying but i guess like the teacher might be self-conscious about what she's saying which is not relevant to at all which is something we don't really care about so she had to use this kind of all absolute method absolute method to like teachers but it's not ideal for my ear my ear just get rapes a lot and also i kind of hope that you know what you know what you know what recently uh in my country coronavirus covid cases is bumping out a little bit we used to be like very low we are really good we are we are, we are almost like the best country on like trying to maintain our covid cases we did we did quite a good job we only have like a single digits every day and most of them just f f uh, from a foreigner but recently i don't know what happened uh, our states some of our states got locked down and a lot of the people i guess a lot of people from the states actually drove somewhere else because like they got a news that the state's gonna go on lockdown and they have to head back out to like the main city or some shit so i'm not sure if that's gonna like spread the covid all over the states all over the country and like and like 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 lockdown again honestly if it's lockdown again you know what the, that pre-covid pandemic news is kind of like dramatic and even even if I have not got the sickness or, or anything, we are still on lockdown, right? It's so dramatic. Uh, the effect, like the feeling of like what the world is like going upside down out of a sudden. It's like a zombie apocalypse. It's just like Hollywood movies like coming true, man. It's like actually true. What are the, the ideologies, the, the theories are actually true? Any theory can be true in just one day. It's just funny. It's just funny. You know, it just make it's just interesting to like go locked down again. Like it just gives you a feeling like, oh my god, it's shit. The country's going down. The school is not good. I don't have to go to school anymore. I don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. at school for school anymore. Thank thank you. Thank you, COVID-19. And luckily my for my for my school, our online class is not that important. So yeah. I don't I don't even think that I don't even think that some of the kids have good internet here because our internet here is damn expensive it just doesn't make sense we can actually like lower down the price of it but that's for another day when china made something new we will use it and yeah let's hope china made our stuff good again. you know what i'm looking on a keyboard i'm making a keyboard i don't know why just for fancy looks on on a sh app um, i'm looking on the, this keyboard online it's a mechanical keyboard and it's from some kind of chinese company never heard of it but it's selling like a hot cake now and it's cheap 99 bucks is cheap you know for a mechanical keyboard i i think it's a real mechanical keyboard i i don't want to buy it necessary but normally for a mechanical keyboard it, for maybe for like a three years ago three years ago let's say three years ago mechanical keyboard is damn expensive what i'm saying is like 300 ringgit malaysia which is probably converting to about like 100 probably like a like a like a 75 us dollars type of shit but it's expensive after conversion you know because like only the united states makes mechanical keyboard at the time and chinese companies only make like membrane or like fake keyboards and stuff but now they make mechanical keyboards i i'm uh, i'm kind of thinking if i should like, buy a mechanical keyboard because mechanical keyboard uh, first of all 
it's more clicky, it's more comfortable when you click on it. Second of all, it's satisfying, it's really satisfying. And also anti-aliasing, anti, anti anti-ghosting. Anti-ghosting means that when you press a lot of keys at once, it will register all the keys at once compared to like normal keyboards. Normal keyboards uses membrane. It, it means that it has this kind of like a layer on it, a layer of thing on it. And whenever you just press something on it, it will just push the whole plate down. But it will sense where is it coming from, such as when you press W, it will sense like, yeah, you're pressing on W on like the specific area of the membrane membrane which means that if you press harder or like you press it some somehow you press something it will like affect somehow i don't know how it works but if you have like a good memory keyboard it won't matter that much but mechanic keyboard is just fancy you know it has it just so it's just fancy it has higher response time yeah but but if you think about it again do you really need it if it's from a chinese company I, I think it's gonna be good, but I don't think I don't think I will like it because I have not hear the clicky sounds yet. I like the clicky sounds. I don't I don't care if it's gonna like be noisy as fuck or whatever. The clicky sounds nice, or maybe like a not that clicky type of. I don't know. I, I just care about the satisfaction. Okay, that's that's kind of like a weird rant on keyboards, but I thought that my audience will be more on like the male side. The male will really will really like the tech stuff. And if you're looking for a mechanical keyboard, recommend it uh, for, recommend, I would recommend like Razer or like Logitech. They're like the best, I guess. I tried them out on like the public stores before. Pretty good. Logitech, the only thing with Logitech is just so expensive. It's damn expensive. Even the mouse is, is expensive, but it's really high quality. Oh yeah, uh, some of the Logitech ones, quite, it's quite cheap as well. And it's using, it's using optical sensors. Recommend if you recommend you to look at Logitech and Razer, just two companies. And Razer also have like Razer is coming out these new Balsa Lake uh, Viper. These are quite cheap options, honestly. I thought it's gonna be like five hundred bucks in my currency. It's not. It's it's only like one hundred bucks. So it's like um it's divided by four. It's um it's about twenty five bucks in US dollars. Not that bad, but I don't I don't know the quality. I don't know how the sensor is gonna be like. Try it itself. Go watch uh, YouTube reviews. YouTube reviews is either they they are being sponsored, or they are being or Razer send them their prefer, or Razer send them to market their own products. Or I think most of the people on YouTube are just gonna like talk speak the truth about it, speak the real experience. So you don't have to really care about the marketing. Okay, that's it for today's podcast. Thanks for joining in. Showers over. What's the line again? I don't remember the line. Today's session. Today's sessions end here. Next week we'll be talking about nothing. Yay! It's gonna be self improvement mostly. Um, go out and manifest your ideas. Subscribe to my channel, Craig K on YouTube, or and follow me on Instagram and in TikTok at Craig K eighteen, and follow me on Twitter at Cricket Pope, which is K-R-A-Y-K-P-O-P-E. This is a boring podcast.